get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> It's the opening drive, 101 ESPN. Brooke Grimsley, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, Chip Carey, the Cardinals play-by-play voice on Bally Sports, joins us on the Celebrity Line. Good morning, Chip. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Good. So today's an Apple game, so no, no Bally today. My sincere hope is that I see Jordan Walker hit a ball over the basket in left, and I see a shirtless Chip Carey <laughs> reaching for the home run ball. <laughs> Hasn't America suffered enough already? No, that's not going to happen. I can promise you that. I don't even want to see myself without a shirt on, much less the rest of America. Hey, how much fun have you been having, though, during this streak? This has been great, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been fun. I think we're seeing the Cardinals playing the way that I think we all thought they were going to play from the opening bell. We've seen stretches of it at different times this year. But as you said, with a six-game winning streak, this is the first extended stretch of play where uh, everything has gone right. Uh, Nolan Arenado's taken his defensive game to his platinum glove level status here after the break. Uh, offensively, the team is scoring a ton of runs. Uh, the starting pitching has been excellent. Really happy for Steven Matz, by the way, who finally picked up a win. And guys like Jojo Romero, who came out of nowhere, have really helped stabilize things and given Ollie some options uh, in high leverage situations late in game. So uh, it's a promising start uh, to the second half. There's a lot of work still to be done. But, hey, winning six in a row beats the alternative, and hopefully Jack can make it seven straight today. Chip, do you think that this recent play will change how John Moselak and the Cardinals approach the trade deadline? I don't know that for sure, but my guess is it won't. Um, you know, I think that the challenge that we're all facing, at least from my perspective, is, you know, historically the Cardinals are a team that, that a good seasons when you have a chance to win the World Series, not just win the division, right? And I think if we look at this group honestly, uh, are the Cardinals a team that could take out Atlanta? Are the Cardinals a team that could take out the Dodgers or the Tampa Bay Rays in a postseason matchup? I, I don't know that the answer to that would be yes. Um, so saying that, I think you have a unique opportunity now to um, retool, not rebuild, but retool and take advantage of the resources you have that probably are going to be tough to resign and utilize those and get more assets that you can add to your club for next year. And hey, if you want to go back and resign guys as free agents that you potentially could trade, you would certainly have the opportunity to do that. But uh, I, I, you know, my personal feeling is you got to look at this club and say, is it a team that could win the World Series? I don't know that the answer to that is yes. Do you think that the trade deadline could potentially clear up some of the uh, confusion in terms of who's playing where, where everyone is going to be every single day? seems like now we, we're back to the, the outfield being full of people and, and not enough room, and we're still trying to figure out what's going on with catcher with Wilson Contreras. What, what do you see the, the future being for this Cardinals team after this yeah, trade yeah. deadline? Yeah, Kerry, I think that's an excellent point. Uh, there's a lot of redundancy. It's good redundancy, but there's a lot of the same stuff all over the diamond. And I think that poses a, a unique set of benefits, but an even more unique set of problems. And that's exacerbated by 
by injury. Uh, Tommy Edmonds out. He's got a bad wrist, so he can't play in the outfield. Okay, if he does, then that bumps somebody else out of position, right? Brendan Donovan can't play in the infield or the outfield. He can't throw, but he can hit. Well, that means you can't DH somebody when you need to do that. So I would assume that that's something that Moe's going to look at. Uh, they're, they're good players all over the diamond for the Cardinals. Uh, who goes or who stays is, is obviously beyond my uh, my my pay grade, uh, but I would not be surprised if some of that log jam is cleared. I think it needs to be, quite honestly. Hey, Chip, as we look around right now in baseball, it's really hard to find a comp for Nolan Gorman. I guess Kyle Schwarber might be the, the closest thing to Gorman. There's not many left-handed guys with, with light tower power. And you talk about a guy who just appears to be ascending. You, do you feel that same way that Gorman is kind of an unusual talent that the Cardinals have? He reminds me so much of Lance Berkman with his swing left-handed. I mean, he just he just he's, he's incredible. Uh, yeah, light tower power. He's probably the Cardinals' best uh, double play turn guy at second base, and he's only what twenty four years old. I mean, he's still learning on the job, and I think we're also guilty of of being quick to judge what a player is or isn't in the infancy stages of their major league career. This is his first full major league season. I mean, he spent some time in the minor leagues last year. I didn't see Nolan play all that much last year. Uh, but he's going through the ebbs and flows of learning what to do and what he is and isn't every day for a team that was expected to contend for not just a division title, but for a whole lot more this year. And I think he's passing that test with flying colors. He just looks so calm in the batter's box. Uh, he has a much better approach at the plate from what I have seen, even in the early days of spring training. And as you said, he's got that uh, that lightning bolt in the bat that uh, a lot of teams would covet. And I'm sure the Cardinals uh, know that as well. So uh, his, his his present is very, very bright. His future is even brighter. I'm really happy for the year he's having. Yeah, not many 23-year-olds even have a chance stepping in against a tough lefty. Not many 23-year-old left-handed hitters. And as long as he gets reps against lefties, uh, I'm not convinced that he won't be able to hit very well against left-handed pitching either because he's shown us that he can. Right. Well, that, that's, that's the old, you know, that's the old uh, saw, right? How, how do you know you can do it if you don't get a chance to do it, right? And he is going to fail sometimes. It's not going to be the prettiest thing. It's not going to be an easy challenge for him. He told me, he said, I actually hit lefties better than righties as a kid because I saw a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't bother him. Uh, he just has to do it at this level. And you're right. Getting the reps is important. Getting the opportunity is important. But also taking advantage of that opportunity is, is just as important as well. And I think by and large, he's done that. I know that you weren't here last season, but have you seen a difference with Ivan Herrera and his progression? And how do you think that they'll handle that catching position moving forward? Oh, you had to ask that one, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, from, from, what I, from what I've seen and heard from the, the Cardinals folks who followed the team last year, uh, Yvonne was just a young kid, kind of like what we've seen. Let's back up a bit. We had a stat on the broadcast a couple of nights ago that might surprise a lot of listeners. The Cardinals have the second youngest roster in the National League and the fourth youngest roster in the major leagues. And that's a, on a team that has Adam Wainwright, uh, Nolan Arenado, and Paul Goldschmidt on it. So think about that. These guys are learning at the major league level. Herrera is no different. Last year he had just a few uh, stints with the big league club, had I think 10 at-bats, had one hit, uh, looked overmatched at times. Uh, but he has really done an amazing job of preparation. His maturity level is sky high. Uh, the greatest compliment I can give a catcher is you don't even notice he's back behind the plate when he's playing because he's so smooth and so calm back there. So, yeah, he's done an amazing job. And to answer the other part of the question, it's a good dilemma the Cardinals have. They've got three guys that can catch. Contreras did a nice job last night. Kisner's been an excellent backup. He's got to play, too. 
Herrera is going to play. So I'd imagine you'll see all three of those guys play in, in, uh, over the course of a week. I don't know how Ali, how Ali will split up playing time. But, yeah, all three guys are going to play behind the plate, and we'll see who uh, who seizes the, the job and does the better job defensively. Chip, your broadcast partner threw out the first pitch a couple of days ago, and, and I would have to say by, by standards of a former Major League pitcher, not stellar, what was his reasoning behind such a uh, poor pitch? <laughs> Well, it's just like his career. I mean, no oh, oh, oh. Yes, get him, BT. I hope you're listening. Oh, uh, no, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, there was a lot of pressure. I mean, the kids, his kids were standing on the mound. His wife, Andrea, was on the field. He had Fred Bird egging him on. He just absolutely choked. He pulled the pitch. He dropped it. In, he dropped it in front of the plate. He said it was a two-strike pitch. Okay. And uh, okay. He, he bounced it. So I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But, no, he's been a great sport about it, and uh, you know. Once you do that, that's I've, I've actually had a chance to do that before. It is kind of intimidating when you stand out on the mound, even if you're a non-professional athlete like I am. When you stand out there, you've got to throw the ball in the air 60 feet and 40,000 people are watching you. It's kind of intimidating. So uh, he's been a great sport about it. It was a lot of fun. And, hey, anytime we can uh, get, make, make cannon fodder out of Brad, it's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chip, not many opportunities for you to watch a game from the stands at Wrigley. Are you going to sit in the stands today or the press box? I'm undecided. Uh, I'm not sure what I want to do. Uh, you know, Wrigley's great. It's it's a crowded press box. That's part of the problem. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I, I sort of crowd people with my size, so it's a little bit <laughs> difficult for me to find comfort in the seats uh, or the press box there. But uh, um, you know, I love going to that place. It's a special place, obviously, for personal reasons and for family reasons. Last night was cool. They had my grandfather singing, take me out to the ball game on the big board, which was cool. Um, it's a it's a special place. They've done a great job with the renovations, and everybody's still so welcoming and nice even though I've become a public enemy number one is a Cardinals trader. Uh, but I love going to Wrigley. Uh, love, love seeing the people there. Love the neighborhood. And uh, I'm not sure yet what the plans are, but uh, I'm sure I will be seeing the game for sure in some venue. By the way, I want to tell you a quick story. It'll take less than a minute. Sure. Game 5, 2016 World Series. A guy from St. Louis buys tickets on a rooftop for $1,500 a pop. A rooftop at Wrigley gets there, and he's right behind the Budweiser sign. Fifteen hundred bucks to watch the game on TV. Caveat emptor, baby. (laughs) Let the buyer beware. Uh, That's it. Yeah, that was. They've done an amazing job, though. Uh, You know, I was there doing the games when concrete chunks were falling out of the ceiling on the concourses. You know, and they truly have done a remarkable job of keeping the flavor of the old ballpark. Uh, you know, the ivy and the bricks and all that stuff is great, uh, but they really modernized it in a spectacular way, and the Ricketts family deserves a lot of credit for that. It's not as uh, as cool or as diverse as Ballpark Village is in St. Louis, but they've done their own unique rebranding of Wrigley Field to make it modern, and hopefully uh, it'll be around for the, another 100 years. Chip, great to hear your voice, and it'll be good to hear you back on the mic tomorrow and Sunday. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll mm-hmm. talk to you soon. Anytime, guys. Have a great weekend. Keep this uh, hot streak going. We're having some fun. You bet. You too. That's Chip Carey, voice of the Cardinals on Bally Sports, joining us as he does every Friday here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN.